Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Faith, Coffee, and a Kid. This is your host, Cherie, and as always, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to the podcast. If you listened to my last episode, I mentioned that I attend a ladies' Bible study class on Sunday at my church, and we are reading a book about traveling towards transformation. And I really am enjoying this book because there are so many nuggets of wisdom, practical applications, and uh, questions that really make you think deeper about where you're at on your spiritual journey. And as I was reading one of the chapters, um, the author said, ask yourself what makes you tick. And that really resonated with me. Um, But I took it a little further and I thought, what makes me spiritually tick and what makes me spiritually sick? And as soon as I thought about that, I knew that I wanted to dive deeper and do a podcast on that. So this is what today's episode is going to be about. I'm going to talk to you about some things that I think can help you spiritually tick every day and also look at what can make you spiritually sick. So let's start off on a positive note and talk about what can make you spiritually tick. So the first thing I have listed here, and I think this has to be a priority for us to spiritually tick, and that is prayer, right? Because prayer is our direct line of communication with God. It is the number one way in which we communicate with the Lord and is how we form our relationship with him. So if we want to be spiritually healthy, prayer has to be a priority, Um, And listen, I know that prayer doesn't come easy to everyone, and I know there are people out there who are like serious prayer warriors, and I hope you have one of them praying for you like I do. Um, But wherever you are, it is okay, because here's the thing. God knows you're human, and he will meet you where you're at. He doesn't expect these grand gestures from us, but all he really wants from us is our attention, our focus, our worship, and ultimately to have a relationship with us. So whether you pray five minutes or 50 minutes, it's all precious time talking with the Lord and it matters. Um, If you want to spiritually tick, you want to go to the source every day, right? Um, And if you are having trouble doing that, I suggest setting a timer for whatever amount of time that you want to spend praying, either once a day or several times a day, to kind of put yourself in a routine, like in a structured routine of praying to God. Now, I don't want that to sound too legalistic. This is simply how can you kind of get into that habit if you are struggling with saying prayer on a daily basis, right? And having that time with you and God alone. Now, the other thing about this, though, and we have to remember, right, is that, and this comes with that don't get too legalistic, is that God's ear is open to us 24-7, right? So whether you are uh, changing diapers, washing dishes, sitting in the car waiting for your kid to get out of baseball or ballet, um, you can talk to God anytime and anywhere, and he is available to you. He never unfriends you, okay? So the second thing is read the scripture. Psalm 119, 105 tells us that the word of God is a lamp unto thy feet. And, you know, the scripture truly is our blueprint for life. 
Um, When we read the scripture, we are nourishing our spirits because we are learning about the word of God. We're learning how to discern between right and wrong. We're learning about the character of the Lord. And, you know, scripture gives us mentors, right? They may not be living any longer, but they are clouds of witnesses in the Bible that we can learn from. And the, the ultimate idea here is to take that scripture and really embed it in our minds and heart so that it is our North Star, right? So that it guides us in our family and our decisions. So scripture should make you tick spiritually because listen, the word of God is living and breathing. Um, a great scripture that talks about this is t- as one that is well known. Second Timothy 3, 16, 17 tells us, you know, all scripture is God breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All of those things add to our spiritual growth so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you can rest assured that the scriptures will guide you, but it will also fulfill you spiritually. Okay, serve. This is something that I have been doing um, lately that has made a huge impact on my um, mental well-being, my emotional, my physical even, and especially my spiritual. Um, I've been serving at a wonderful organization called the Shepherd's Table. And if you live in the DMV area, it's in Silver Spring, Maryland. It serves um, food to those in need, and it also has like other services as well. But I cannot express to you that every time, enough, how much it means when like every time I serve a meal, hand out clothes, you know, have to cut potatoes in the kitchen, it spiritually fulfills me. It literally like changes. I could be having the worst day. If I go down to the shepherd's table and start serving, I am completely taken out of myself and I am focused on making that moment the best that I can for those people who are in line or that I am, um, you know, having, um, I'm in contact with. And I think, you know, when we serve, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. And we put our faith, our beliefs, and our convictions into action. We are actually not just um, talking the talk, we're walking the walk. And I think that when you do that, there is something so amazing that happens um, to your spirit. And when we serve, we're not doing it, you know, to get the accolades or, you know, anything like that, right? We are trying to be that light. Um, And here's the thing, when you're that light on the hill for somebody else, you are automatically literally lit up inside because that it is such a blessing, right? It's such a blessing to show um, others the love of God um, through, you know, actual service. Okay, number, I believe, four here is fellowship. So fellowship to me is an integral part of one, your Christian walk, because when you fellowship, you are able to get together with like-minded people um, who believe in God, who want to encourage you, who want to study with you, who want to worship with you. And that is so, so um, important. You know, this past weekend, I had a weekend full of fellowship. I met two of 
um, two women who are my friends down at the farmer's market. And, you know, we just talked and we talked about the book and just kind of our stories. And it was just incredible. Um, Afterwards, I volunteered at our youth back to school night, which was also lovely. And then Sunday, I went back to church and I thought, you know, if I could do this every day, wow, like how spiritually full I would be. And so, you know, whenever you have an opportunity, fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ, it really makes such a difference and it really does so much good to your spirit. Okay, the next one is intentionally practice spiritual disciplines. Um, Many of us start to frown when we hear the word discipline, right? We think of hard stuff. (laughs) And discipline can be very difficult, but it is crucial to have a healthy and fruitful spiritual life. Because without discipline, we will find ourselves just flailing, right? And spiritual discipline helps us to stay in alignment with God and continue to mature as a Christian. So think about the practices that you do on a daily and be intentional about keeping a commitment to them every day. Because remember, when you commit to spiritual disciplines, you're committing to God over and over again. And that commitment is the one that matters most because ultimately that is how you are going to build your relationship with God and strengthen it and strengthen your faith. Okay, the next one that I have listed here is filling some part of your day with enriching spiritual material. So I know we talk so much about how technology has just been the death of modern society, right, to some degree, because everybody is so engrossed in their phones and social media, yada, yada, right? But this is where we can really make technology work for us in a spiritual sense. Listen, there are so many books and podcasts and movies and music that you can pour into daily, okay? So instead of plugging into your phone and kind of aimlessly scrolling, plug into a great sermon or a podcast that gives you encouragement or take time to read a devotional. I mean, there's even audio Bibles, right? So that's a great way to, you know, read the scriptures when you are stuck in traffic, right? Or to listen rather to the scriptures while you're stuck in traffic. Um, There are so many things that can keep you spiritually enriched that you can do while you're doing other things. So I, for one, love a good podcast. Get a, a list of people that you love to listen to and make sure that you subscribe to them so that you're able to kind of know when the podcast is coming out. And let me tell you what, that is just something to look forward to for me. Um, a lot of times I will also listen to like enriching spiritual podcasts when I'm cleaning, you know, um, and I have a much better attitude <laughs> when I'm cleaning, listening to those things and getting encouraged than when I don't. Okay, next, share your spiritual gifts. If you want to be super spiritually charged, share your gifts. And listen, you have them, I promise you. Um, And by sharing them, you are contributing every day to the body of Christ. You are a blessing to others and you are not wasting God's blessing that he gave to you. So I will just say this. Um, I know a lot of us struggle with, you know, 
our spiritual gifts and what is that and what does it look like? If you are having problems or having, you know, a hard time thinking about like, well, what, what really is that? Can I ask you to ask your friends, um, ask them, what is it that you think is my spiritual gift? And you would be surprised at what others see in you that you do not see in yourself. Um, and listen, I know this for a fact. Once you use your spiritual gift, you feel like you are so in alignment with what you are supposed to be doing. And I think because, you know, God created us to do good works. And when we take advantage of those opportunities to use our talent and our spiritual gifts, we are in like a groove, you know? And I've said this before, just anytime I have a podcast guest and, you know, we're talking and, you know, there's this kind of iron that sharpens iron, right? But the spiritual gift that you have is manifested through um, you using it, right? And if you don't use it, I think, and I'll talk about this, I don't want to get too far ahead, but when we kind of just like shrink back, what happens is we are shrinking the purpose that the Lord has for us for our lives, Okay, attend church. This may seem like a no-brainer, but attending church, worshiping with the body of Christ, studying the scriptures, being with fellow believers, it's a must if you want to spiritually attack. And, you know, I think a lot of times that we can get into this very like routine that is just kind of like checking off a list, like like check, you know, checking off a checkbox. Like, okay, I went to church Sunday, Wednesday, you know, like it's not supposed to be about that, right? Like the heart for church is those things, the, you know, worshiping of the Lord, the studying the scriptures, being with fellow believers, um, you know, attend those Bible studies in small groups and be active in your church community. Because again, iron sharpens iron and what better place to do that in church than in church. Okay. Last on this list for me and this is a big one. It's share your testimony. Sharing our testimony is so powerful and you never know how it can make an impact on someone. When you talk to people about where you came from and where God has brought you from, you are unleashing the power of the gospel. Your spirit is renewed every time you share your testimony because not only are you encouraging someone else, you are being renewed and encouraged by remi- by reminding yourself of God's favor and, you know, unconditional love for you. So share that testimony. And you know what? I know some people think like, "Oh my gosh, but like it's really like where I was prior was really bad. Like I did some stuff that I do not want anyone to know. Listen, whatever that is, I promise you someone else did it. And when people hear about how far God has taken you, how he has intervened in your life, you are really lighting a fire under them, especially for people who are unbelievers. I, you know, I think that, yes, you can go and you can Bible study with people. And I think all of those are really um, important and good things to do. But when you get down on their level and talk to them as one person to the next saying, hey, this is where I was. This is what was going on with me. And let me tell you how I accepted Christ and what that has looked like for me now. 
Um, Okay, so now let's look at what can make you spiritually sick. And you may be asking like, well, what does that mean? Um, I think when we are spiritually sick, we fall out of alignment with God and our spirit feels unsettled or disordered, right? We don't feel connected. And I believe when we are spiritually sick, it impacts us physically, emotionally, and mentally, right? Because the condition of our spirit is so important to our walk with Christ. And I talked about the condition of the heart in the last episode and how it can be hardened, right? How it can become hardened. And this is also what I think personally can happen to the spirit if we're not paying attention to its condition. So what can make us spiritually sick? I have sin as the number one reason. And the reason I say that is that sin separates us from the Lord, right? Sin makes us also feel all kinds of emotions that make us feel spiritually sick. When we sin, we feel shame, guilt, fear, rejection, embarrassment. Um, We feel unworthy. We feel inadequate. And listen, the list just goes on and on and it snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. And the enemy wants us to hold on to that sin, right? And he wants sin to define us. But we know that is that our identity is not in our sin. It is in Jesus Christ, right? And no sin is bigger than the Lord. And there is an antidote, right? And we know that that is the antidote of true repentance, right? So that God can redeem you. When you repent, as I mentioned in the last episode, you are unlocking gifts of renewal and refreshment and transformation. So sin, yes, it makes us spiritually sick. But when you return to the Lord, he is the healing balm. So that is the number one thing that I think, you know, um, it is is just so con- like it's just instrumental in how um, our spirit becomes sick. Number two is secrets, and I feel like this is, you know, a product of sin, right? Because when you sin, you're not really that quick to talk about it, right? Nobody wants to be like, oh yeah, by the way, I did X, Y, and Z, and so what happens is we keep secrets. And keeping secrets will make you spiritually sick. Um, Hey, listen, there are no secrets with God, right? He knows you. He knows what you did. We can't hide from the Lord, you know? And I always think of like Adam and Eve, like hiding, right? You know, and trying to get away in the Garden of Eden. But God knows. And God knows all. And the enemy wants you to believe that you need to keep all your skeletons in the closet. And God is saying, no, open that closet door and let them all tumble out because I can deal with them. Okay. And you do not have to carry the heaviness of the burden of secrets. You know, Matthew eleven twenty nine uh, to 31 tells us that Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, secrets are a heavy, heavy, heavy burden to the spirit. And Jesus wants to take you to give those burdens over to him and find sweet rest in him. Um, You know, I know that secrets run so deep, whether it's in family secrets, um, you know, 
unfortunately, people who have been the victims of abuse oftentimes are told to keep secrets. And you can see how it makes them literally like sick, mentally and emotionally sick, and sometimes even physically. Um, but most of all, I think, you know, it's, it sickens you spiritually. So, you know, just keep that in mind that your secrets um, only make you as sick as much as you keep them. Okay, isolation. This is a biggie for me. Um, I am very quick to isolate and shut off from the world when I am kind of like in a not so great space, right? Because in my mind, you know, talking about that burden again, I don't want to burden anyone, so I isolate. But take it from me, isolation can make you spiritually sick. Whatever circumstances you are facing, one, you can always turn to God. But you should also be turning to loved ones and friends. And this is where the idea of fellowshipping, right, is so important. Because there is something beautiful that happens when we support one another. When a sister laughs with you or cries with you or mourns with you and listens to you, listen, you both come away edified because the body of Christ is at work. Um, Galatians 6.2 tells us, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Don't put up barriers, build bridges to one another, okay? Um, So after isolation, I have comparisons. Now we all know that old adage about living up to the Joneses, right? And it's actually an old comic strip about neighbors who were trying to live up to their neighbors, the Joneses. But the funny thing is no one ever really saw the Joneses, okay? So they were just driving themselves crazy to live up to someone that didn't even really exist or, um, you know, may not have existed. So I think social media has become our Joneses, right? We see these picture-perfect images of families or people traveling and working out and, you know, in love, right? And having the perfect decor and, you know, even living, even Christians, right? Even living like, you know, it looks like these Christian, like, um, social media influencers, like they just have this perfect life. And we look at ourselves and we compare ourselves And we just feel like we are failing, right? And we think like, why can't my life be like that? Um, But here's the thing. Those pictures don't show the full story. And I think it's something that we need to remember that people put filters on their stories, right? Maybe it's to, yeah, of course, like the filters for your face. But I think more so too, just like we all have filters in our life, right? We all put masks on to show our best self, So everyone has struggles. And when we start to compare ourselves, we do ourselves a great disservice. And not only that, I feel like we downgrade our blessings, right? Comparisons are spiritually depleting and debilitating. And they make us spiritually sick because they invoke emotions of like jealousy and and bitterness and feelings of inadequacy and self-hatred and all these things, you know, and, and ingratitude, um, instead of being thankful for where God has brought us um, to and, and, and what he has given us, because everything is from the Lord. So comparisons, they're a waste of your precious time, and they make you spiritually sick. Okay, this next one, I think, is one that so many of us can relate to, and that's reliving the past. 
you know, you are a new creation in Christ once you accept the Lord. Um, but too often we forget that, right? And here's the thing. We cannot change our past, but so many of us will spend time rehashing the mistakes, the should-haves, the could-haves, instead of keeping our feet firmly moving forward to what God has in store for us. We become spiritually sick because we hold on to something that keeps us from growing and maturing spiritually. Mark 2.22 says, And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. When we continue to pour the past into the new creation we have become, we run the risk of destroying what God has in store for us. So live with the expectation that God is continuing to do a good thing in you and for you. Okay, holding on to anger and unforgiveness. An unforgiving spirit is a spirit that will stay sick. Our sins are forgiven, right? Jesus paid the ultimate price. So when you are in a position where you just feel like, I cannot forgive this person, ask yourself why, right? Because what makes us think or believe that we should hang, that we have a right, right, to hang on to unforgiveness? We can't do it if we want to lead a spiritually full life because unforgiveness hardens the heart just like it sickens the spirit. And it doesn't hurt anyone else but you. And listen, I know it is so much easier said than done because some of the things that you know are done to us um, feel so unforgivable, right? Like, you know, I think of people who lose their loved ones um, through accidents or murder or just those horrific things that can happen. You know, yesterday was 9-11 and I think about often that was 22 years ago, but that doesn't make the pain any less for those people who lost all their loved ones. Um, and really not lost because they were murdered, right? And just where you have to travel to spiritually to get to a place where there is um, peace, I think there has to be forgiveness. And so when you hold on to um, unforgiveness, it hurts you more than it will ever hurt anybody else. Um, the next is permitting toxicity and negativity to enter your mind. You know, the world is full of negativity, right? And it's really important that we filter what we take in, whether it's television, the news, movies, music, conversations, right? Let's like get down to the bare bones here. Conversations. Um, use discernment and don't allow your mind to be polluted by the ways of the world. Think about the things above. You know, I'm actually writing a book now about um, stinking thinking, and it's all based on what Paul tells us to do in Philippians 4, 8. And he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I think the reason that that will help you stay spiritually healthy is because it's all from above, right? 
stinking thinking, as I call it, negative thinking, um, toxic thinking, imposter syndrome, none of that is from the Lord. That is straight from the enemy who wants to get control of your mind because he knows once you, he gets control of your mind, the rest will follow. Okay, watch the company you keep. Birds of a feather flock together, right? So if you hang around someone who is always complaining, always negative, most likely they're spiritually sick, okay? So be careful in how you spend your time and with whom. And listen, we all have times when we are going through it, right? And those seasons can last a long time. But if you are around someone who is constantly, you know, complaining or gossiping or like just refuse to see any um, bright spot, right? And, and we all know those people. It's okay to take a step back and put up a boundary to protect your spiritual well-being. You can still love and support them, but it doesn't have to come at a personal cost to your spiritual health. Okay, lastly, not spending time with God. Okay, and I think this just encompasses everything, right? If you don't spend time with God, the keeper of our spirit, you can never be spiritually healthy. So as I mentioned earlier, if you find yourself feeling out of alignment, examine if you are making God your priority and your focus. If not, start by being intentional about nurturing that relationship that forms all other aspects of our life. So these are just some of the things that I think make us spiritually tick or spiritually sick. Only you know the condition of your spirit. So just like your heart, examine it often and ask God to keep you spiritually healthy. Be intentional about your spiritual health so that God can use you to the fullest. He has so much in store for you. And when your spirit is in good shape, there are no limits to what God can do. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, if you did, please leave a comment or review. I always want to hear what you think. Also, if you are a woman who is following the dream that God has put on your heart, please reach out to me. I would love to have you on the podcast so you can inspire, inspire others. So thank you again for joining. Have a wonderful and blessed week. 